0: Kayanos, fresh mouth. A new depth, a new fountain, a new depth, a new fountain. Kayanos!
1: Invincible, you are great, you are great, immortal, invincible, Jesus, you are great, you are great, immortal. Invincible You are great You are great Immortal 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 Invincible, you are great, you are great.
2: In Jesus' name, let's proceed from where we stopped yesterday. By the help of the Holy Spirit, we were able to unveil some matters from the scriptures. And we understood... According to the text that is in the book of Zechariah chapter 4 and from verse 1, that um, by the time we get to verse 6 and 7, that there is an utterance that came from the presence of God. And the utterance was directed to a man that has been saddled with an assignment an assignment that looked impossible from human perspective considering the um, whole um, circumstances that surrounded not just about how tough the assignment is but also the circumstances that surrounded the um, delivering of the assignment. This is a season in time when the Jews are just coming back from exile and God is saddling a man with the assignment to build people, many people are still despondent many people are still frustrated many people are still hungry many many things have not been set on course and God is saying build and a man has been saddled with the responsibility of building imagine such a scenario so God have to um, bring his prophets to the present revelational emphasis of heaven so according to verse 1 the man of God that is bringing God's perspective said that he was wakened like a man out of sleep he has to be quickened out of his layer of experience to a higher layer so that he will see by himself the whole layout that is in the spirit that God has um, put in place to support the agenda that he has sent his man to undertake so by the time we get to verse 6 and 7 what we heard was an utterance so um, for every prophetic utterance according to this scripture that came to us as a matching order on what God wants us to execute on his behalf in a season Uh, the preceding verses showed us that there is a support cast in the spirit. So God doesn't just speak. God doesn't just tell you to do something. That is what an average believer, in fact a human being doesn't understand when God tells you um, uh, Elijah fast for three days What Elijah doesn't understand by that utterance that came from God is that there is a support cast in the Spirit to bring to him all it takes to deliver on that assignment. In fact, most of the time when God sends you to do something, the circumstances surrounding his instruction is almost almost leaning on impossible from human perspective. So and I need to tell you that it wouldn't have been of grace as we found out in that scripture that grace is the summary of all God has put in place to support the manifestation the fulfillment of the agenda that he has um, given to him there is a layout in the spirit but by the time we come out in the natural the um, word the vocabulary that is given to all that layout is grace, so that means that for the man that God has sent, actually you need to come to a point that you will realize fundamentally that there is no possibility of executing god's agenda God's way without a large quota of grace. Now, my whole point in the lecture is to show you that what we call grace in the natural, what we call grace in our understanding of God's working, is actually a whole elaborate setup in the spirit. Are you with me? But by the time it comes across to you, manifesting in the natural, what we now call it is what. What we now call it is what. Yeah. So, but the verse two to four showed us that there is something that was set up in the spirit. After that setup, an instruction was given to the man, an, an utterance, prophetic utterance. He said, Who art thou, O great mountain? So imagine when God tells you that I'm, I'm sending you to bring down the altars in your village. Meanwhile, you know the deity at Nsoka? That one, if they, if they report you to the deity, you die. And then God comes and meets a man and says, I'm I'm sending you. You look at yourself. Look at, in fact, the last month you just barely survived. And God is telling you to do another thing on his behalf. Meanwhile, the last time you tried it, you barely survived. What you don't know is that in this utterance is a ministration of fresh supply of grace. And meanwhile what we now call grace as a support to what God has sent you to do is an elaborate and set up in the spirit Hmm? and in this case what we saw was that a lampstand was set up and the two olive trees were consistently supplying fresh oil to the system that is running so meanwhile that is what I'm trying to say when we say the cry of grace what we are trying to do is to take us behind the scene to understand the whole layout of the support cast that God has put in place to help us to deliver on the assignment that He has given to us. Are you with me now? So you might have to travel in the realm and then you find out that for the assignment He has now given to you that there is a new dispatch of angels. You're getting the point now. That means... It will If you don't know You will not know that you need to learn The path of interacting With the angelic ministry That as far as this new regime Of assignment that has been given to you Is concerned eh? That there is a support cast behind Meanwhile when we come in the natural What we call the summary Of all those things that God has put in place To help you to survive To deliver on the assignment We call all of them what You are now with me meanwhile when we go in the spirit what we see is a candlestick we see seven lamps burning the leaves support supplying oil in it but when we come in the natural we will know that when you are praying that there is a funnel of grace it was benihim that said that when he ministers and people are falling under power and there is a time he will seem as if there is a funnel of anointing and grace from heaven it will, they will funnel it into him so that time you see him wave his jacket is not just a wave but something filled and something dispensed. Meanwhile, what you will see in the natural he will say fresh anointing, fresh grace. Are you with me? But in the spirit there is a whole layer, a setup, and sometimes the man that walks in it knows a certain he cannot fully explain, but he knows that some things happen to set him up to function in the way he is functioning so sometimes people will come and say anytime the spirit of prayer comes they will notice that there is fire burning on their spine what they don't understand is that the the natural is responding to a setup that is in the spirit and once that setup begins to function a man becomes another man now the whole layout in the spirit eh, is what we are interested in so that if you understand the layout you will know how to interact With the grace that has been made available for you in a season to deliver on the mandate that God has what given to you. So it's good to cry for grace, but the man that is crying for grace eh, will not do it well if he don't understand the cry of grace. I mean, there is a reason why there is a cry of grace. The cry of grace is in the spirit. The cry of grace shows us the, the layout, the setup. So that is why, if you see those candlesticks and the layout, you will understand that it is a matter of priesthood. Huh? That is a matter of priesthood that is the support cast behind what he's doing. So, as long as priesthood is going on, oil huh? will be funneled into those lamps that is burning. So, as long as priesthood is on, the assignment that God sends Zerubbabel to go and execute will be delivered on because oil will continuously be supplied to the burning lamp. And as long as the lamp is burning, the testimony of the burning lamp and the setup is eh, grace, grace. As long as that setup is complete and running in the spirit, eh, the utterance we will hear in the natural is what? That's not trans we hear in the natural. That is what I'm trying to show you. That as long as the support cast in the spirit, the setup, the layout that God has put in place, eh, for your life and for us in corporate dimension, and for the territory and for the generation is functional. Eh, then when we come in the natural, the cry will be what? Grace. What i'm trying to tell you is that when people say that the grace of god is here that we live by grace that is grace that is powering us that is great what they don't know is that in the realm of the spirit there is something that is set up to make sure that that utterance we call grace in the natural eh, is consistent in its manifestation so you can say grace in the natural and there is no manifestation because in the spirit they did not recognize what you are saying there is no setup in the are you with me? in the realm to back up your utterance in the natural meanwhile there can be a setup and you have not succeeded in calling it grace but people will look at the way you are living your life and functioning in the delivering of the assignment that God has put upon your head put upon your life and they will say that hey, this guy has grace have you not heard it before? What they, what, they done, what they are saying is that there is something beyond you. That thing beyond you is what we want to find out. Are you with me, Marvel? That whole setup, if you are intelligent, I'm teaching you people, this is spiritual intelligence. I'm te- when you understand it, you will become a master. It will seem as if we are now in church. Meanwhile, is the Holy Spirit working. But you have understood His workings so deep that it will seem as if you can key in into the dimensions of that flow of grace at the snap of your fingers. That is why some of us that have understood it, especially in the context of prayer, it seems as if some people look at me, they, they feel as if seem as if am I not tired of prayer? Is he a day? Haven't you asked that question? Don't I have an off day? It's because I understand this layout. So whenever I come, I, 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 the, when I didn't understand, I didn't have utterance to describe these experiences, even though God has granted it to me. What I, what I used to utter when I pray is that I know. My utterance is that what? I know. There is a path and there are things I, I know. After one hour, it will see my, the prayer is still mechanical. Me, I know. There is a layout of sin in the spirit that god has used to support the engagement that he has given to me and for one year i did be jail. no there, there is a support cast that is consistent no man can do that it's only grace i can do it it's only grace that can power a man to consistently appear in zion every night for one year no it's grace meanwhile the whole layout in the spirit that supports that kind of engagement that we now call grace in the natural is what I want to teach you, so that if you are intelligent in it, eh, you will be a master. So no matter what Satan is doing, you already know what it takes for you to deliver on your assignment, because as we come, many things we seem as if they are blocking your eyes. There are only two things you should be interested in: the assignment and the grace to power it.
1: Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody is saying I don't
2: even understand what he just said now. I got the feedback. Maybe you need to follow us better from yesterday. Amen. Ah. And pray more as we progress so that you will be able to pick a few things. So we were able to touch a few things yesterday and then we emphasized that the understanding of this layout will show us. the functions of grace in our life the function function of grace in our life is is fundamentally organic meanwhile I want to do a little bit of doctrine join me in in 15 minutes time so that we will be able to make progress Amen So we went to the book of Romans chapter 5. Turn to Romans chapter 5. Romans. So we need to build on on fundamental matters. You see, when a man is not grounded in this thing I'm about to show you now, no matter how high you have grown in your walk with God, if you don't understand the elements and fundamentals of grace, you will still be a victim to Satan. in fact you will not be able to deliver on your assignment because grace is not just that is what I need to show you from this scripture that is the first thing I will show you there are a few things I will show you that grace you are not in case I will teach it but in case um, I didn't get there I want to make a statement then I will use the teaching to explain the statement You are not just saved by grace. You are being saved by grace too. Two things. You are saved by grace. And you are being saved. By what? You are saved by grace. And you are being what? Saved by grace. Are they the same thing? Rabbi, come and tell us the difference. We are in... Bible study now. We need to do some doctrine. No, sit down. Find mic for him. You are saved by grace, but you are being saved by what? Grace. Okay. Before we get there, wait. Let the Christ Embassy pastor tell us. <laughs>
0: the
2: guy don't wait. Wait. The guy don't think. <laughs> we want to know. Should we ask you?
1: okay, come and give her back <laughs> Um the
3: first one um we are saved, we were saved by um grace mm. that has to do with our salvation. Yes. Uh, at at the point where we um mm believed in our heart and will confess Jesus. Yes. And the second... Pay attention. The second part of the salvation that is we are being saved Mm. has to do with the purification Mm. and consecration of our heart. It is on that account that um, our mind is being renewed. It is on that account that our mind is being renewed. Basically he is correct. But you know
2: um... What you need to understand Is that he is correct Hmm? So It is simple One you are saved You come in But what I need to teach you Is that the coming in Is based on judicial Context Hmm? So The scripture will come and say You are saved From sin but you notice that when you got born again, you still, you are still lying. Is it not true? So if, are you getting the point? But you are saved. So that means there, there, are, there are two dimensions to this salvation. Meanwhile, it is grace that still works the two. Now that is what I needed to show you from here. If God will help us, let's, let's do some deeps deep study, pay attention Pay attention. no matter how high you climb in God, this is why I got here there are things, I wanted to run fast and go. there is a place I needed to go, out I needed to teach you people realms and dimension, God said I should stay here, so that means the majority of you need this thing I want to say now, because what you don't know is that many people that are high and they were able to sustain their experiences in God consistently over the years their understanding of grace is high. Now, a man... Are you with me? The proof that a man understands grace is not because he is talking about grace and teaching grace up and down. No, he is in the life that he is living. That is what I am about to show you. That the real manifestation of grace is the organic dimension. And meanwhile, many of the people that teach grace, especially the ones that use it as license for, for lasciviousness, they measure primarily on the judicial aspect. Are you with me? They don't know that um, grace didn't just bring you in. Grace will continue to work in you. In fact, grace stops working when you have approximated into the stature of Christ. Because um, you need to know that grace is not just Um, an experience is not just a concept grace is also a person that means that when grace comes into your life part of the things you should do is to walk in you till you approximate to the fullness of the person of grace let's search the bible small don't you think so Let's stay in the book of Romans chapter 5. So, because of this, we were able to go to Romans chapter 5 and then we touched... um, We started in the last verses. And we are looking at verse 17 and verse what? 14. And the reason why we are measuring on verse 14 and 17 is because of one word that is consistent in the two. What are those words?
0: Mm, 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 mm.
2: Okay. Let's read 14. Hi. My God. Who is doing this? Remove that thing on top, my friend. Hi. Verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses. Are you with me? Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. Even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression. Are you with me? Peace, are you with me? Who is the figure of him that was to come? so there is a ring there is a government are you getting the point now and that government is what we call the government of death so the scripture is saying that there was a government of death from the time of Adam to the time of what Moses huh so, and the reason why there was the government of death, according to this text, is because of sin. So, and the text is telling you that even people that did not sin as Adam sinned, we are still under what? The government of that what? Death. So, there is a problem. That goes to show you that there must be two dimensions of oppression because the wages of sin is death. But you did not sin. Why is death now governing you? Are, are you with me? They said these guys did not sin after the similitude of Adam. Huh? Yes, the government of death was on them. And there is only one way death can work. If there is what? Sin. But they did not sin after the similitude. So what is now happening? That is to show you that Um, There are two dimensions And those two dimensions is what I want to show you now There is a judicial dimension And that judicial dimension directly deals with the nature And then there is an organic dimension And that organic dimension directly deals with the habits or the lifestyle of sin. So there is the sin nature That came in as a result of the fact That you are an offspring of Adam You partook of sin in his (laughs) loins So you didn't do anything All you did was that you were identified in Adam And by that identification You became eh, a partaker of his sin And the consequence of partaking in that sin Is that death what? Reigned on you Even though Are you with me? Even though you did not go and eat any apple Even though you did not fornicate Even though you did not collect What is your own Like one of my uncles Those days my auntie was born again And the man said "Uh -uh." But I am a better person Than this my wife that is born again Why is it that she is the one going to heaven That is what I am trying to teach you now That there are It is not about first of all The things you are doing is about the fact that you were identified in Adam. Are you getting the point now? And that your identification in Adam made you a partaker of his sin. And the implication of partaking in the sin of Adam by identification is that death reigned on you. Even though you did not sin like Adam sinned. Amen? So that is the point. Now, you need to get this point because the exact teaching I'm bringing across to you is that what happened in Adam is now what is happening in Christ. Huh? So, two dimensions of sin. In the same way, the oppression of grace put away those sin. And remember, the oppression of the sin is two dimensional. One was a nature, one was a lifestyle and an experience. That is what I'm trying to bring to you. That when grace began to walk, because the grace is the antidote, huh? grace is the answer. When grace began to walk, huh? it first of all took away the nature of sin. In fact, it is on that basis, the judicial basis, that God had the right to begin to interact with man from inside out. So you know, um, God works as long as His Spirit is working. I will take you, there are, um, as I said before, there are three activities that take place in regeneration. Now, if the experience is correct, the, the three activities should happen concurrently. But sometimes it, it does not. But we will get to touch that what I'm trying to say is that when you are now saved by grace judicially there is still an experience that grace walks into you are you getting the point so when you come and a young man that cannot stay one night without visiting the house of a prostitute now woke up for one month he didn't visit what will you say is at work are you now seeing it? Now, now, remember he is now saved. Do you know the reason why I'm telling you? There are people that we are saved judicially by grace. But a young man met me and said that no matter what happens, once he's 60 and he will visit Brothel, finish and come and start crying and opening. He is born again. Grace brought him in but grace is not yet working inside of him. Are you getting the point now? So what he understood was just the judicial aspect of the work of grace, but the organic, he is still bereft of the understanding. That means the working of that grace is not limited in his life. That is why I told you that grace saved you and grace is saving you. Are you not getting the point? So after some time, the work of grace will be so deep in your life that you will now look at your life and all that you were before, you will now almost be the opposite. And the workings of grace is beyond saving you from, from sins. Eh? It will save you from sin and work in you the nature of God. So this is what I'm saying. Men that try to become, to get better in character that doesn't understand grace, is, they are wasting their time. In fact, Satan <laughs> will hijack your adventure. Are you with me? You are not with me. We have seen people that want to be humble. And part of the prayer they are praying is, God, humble me. God, humble me. Should I advise you? Don't pray that prayer. Have you prayed it? Out of zeal, you have prayed that prayer. Raise your hand. Out of zeal, you say, God, humble me. That's why your life is like this now. That's why. Because you don't know what it means. Do you know to what extent God can go to humble you? There is another way to pray that kind of prayer. Because when you say, God, humble me, you just gave Him license to use any means possible. Say after me, any means possible. There are many means He can use. But when
1: you say, humble me!
2: Oh God, oh God, you are crying tears. Oh God, (laughs) humble me. You are saying... God, by any means possible, humble me. So, when you now finish from that prayer, eh, your mother will say, "What are you even shout? all these people? Pray. What praying? What somebody can hear? Finish praying, and you can not sweep the house. Meanwhile, you just finish sweeping the house. Look at you, old man, like you. Your mates are bringing food in the house. You are busy praying up and down. Huh? Eh? as you finish preparing you you, you, you want to go out. They, he will call you. Harry, remember to come and cook in the evening or no, nobody has washed the plate. Hi. He, he, he will say it when you have now gathered around those people you used to disciple. You know, are you with me? Yes, those are your disciples that they look up to you. <laughs> that is where Satan, no, not Satan. God will allow Satan actually to come and and then the person will become angry and then the person will become offended and then the person will run away huh? you are the one that said God humble me that thing is a humbling experience should I even show you it's in this text let's see verse 2 and 3 <laughs> let's see verse 2 and 3 add 5 more minutes I'm, I'm enjoying this one by whom also we have let's see verse 3 Are you seen it look up he said and not only so but we glory what also knowing do you know I don't think you know he said knowing that tribulation what so the purpose of that persecution tribulation hard time is patience let's see what patience the walk of patience and patience what if you have King James, maybe it's an electronic. If you click on this experience, what you will see is character. What you will see is what. So what happens is that God will subject you to, allow Satan to subject you to terrible experiences, and then He will. Ask, you know what is patience is when the Bible says walketh patience, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> it doesn't mean that you can be patient with people or with God. No, no, it means that you will have the capacity to allow the thing, something you know, you know that this thing is your right, this thing is what certain is in this thing is, that somebody is, it. you know there is a way your mother will come and give you an assignment, you normally pray who am I talking to self, you normally pray around between five to um, seven in the morning Normally your mother gives the chores in the house starts by 8 a.m. But when you do it first time, second time, third time, by 4.30 your mother will say, Hey, it's time to wash the plate. It's not small time now. People will start praying up and down. You won't... Eh? Now when you hear such a thing, you know what is happening. Is it not true? But you will keep quiet. Do you know why you keep quiet? Patience. You know the target. Don't lose focus. What did I say? If you lose focus, Satan can use that person. So, But when you keep your eye on the goal, the job will be faster. But when you focus on what Satan is doing, you can stay in that school for one year. You can stay there for three years. But when you remove your eyes and focus on... Very soon, Satan will not be tired. As of that time, character has been worked. The working of character... Is not about how many years. Is about how willing you are to align to patience, because patience work at what? Experience. The word experience there is character. Huh? So let's get back to our text. Amen. Get back. Get back to this. Yeah. Correct. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that are not seen after. They, who is the figure of him that is to come? That was to come, verse fifteen. Let's just be going fifteen. But not as the offence, so also is the free gift. For if through the offence of of one many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace. What is the gift by grace? It is in the next verse, which is by one man Jesus Christ had abo- abounded unto many, verse sixteen. And as it was one, ma- and as it was by one and not as it was by one that sin so is the gift that they calling it gift for the judgment was one to condemnation but the free gift is of many offences unto justification if your bible is your own underline justification verse 17 now Okay, these we are for if by one man's offence death reign by one. Much more they which receive what? And of the gift of what? So what is the gift? Correct. Shall reign where? What does that mean? Rabbi? Come and give him mic. Shall reign in life. Remember, we are contrasting. Are you with me? Father, I've answered the question for you. Answer, let me know. If I say this thing, I've answered the question. So give him answer. What does it mean? Um,
3: um, it's saying that righteousness will reign in us for life, in that. Um, when you accept the lordship of Jesus, mm-hmm. then we the, become the righteousness mm-hmm. of Christ. Mm-hmm. So, the righteousness of Christ is inputted mm-hmm. in us. Mm-hmm. So, the same way sin was inputted based mm-hmm. on Adam, mm-hmm. the Adamic nature. The so
2: key word there
3: you are, what you are saying is good word. but
2: the key word there is rain stay there if you will get the answer focus on rain let me help you now remember the last time we said that there was a government of what so the key here is that there is a government of life reign in life is that huh? just as sin brought the government of death righteousness brought what correct that's all I want you to you, you need to write it write it just as sin brought the government of death. That is what rain means. That righteousness brought the government of life. Meanwhile, I have seen people interpret this place. They said, uh, the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. When they taught you, what did they tell you this thing means? Do you know what they taught me? Because I have listened to all those messages. I listened to 70%, not all. 70%. So what they meant by this is that we now have righteousness to a, we, we can now be enjoying and be doing anything in, This is not what he meant. To. Hmm. Now, are you with me? If you are with me, say amen. amen. So, when we said something was organic yesterday, what did we say it was? Let, wait, let's find Mike for Doc. Doc, what we say it is before they find Mike, So, it has to deal with what? Life. Living. Organic. Are you with me? So, my focus here is underlying the word life. So, what we understood from the comparison of these two texts is that The economy of sin brings the government of death. And the economy of righteousness brings the government of what? Life. So let's let's look into life. Meanwhile, meanwhile, are you with me? What brings righteousness? Look at it. He said they which receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness. So the oppression of this righteousness is predicated upon Grace, you do not merit the free gift. As a matter of fact, the scripture told us in the book of Ephesians, chapter 2, why not show us? Um, we are not saved by our works, we are saved by not of works. This any man should show us now, lest any man should both. I think Ephesians chapter 2, am I correct? Okay. For by grace are ye saved through faith that not of yourself, it is what? The gift of God. So I need you to be intelligent in the scripture. Eh, Well is okay anytime you now not of your works, lest any man should boast. Verse ten, let me see if I can get a direct connection. We can even use this scripture to proceed, but uh, let's stay in context. What this scripture is saying here is that our entrance into the benefits of righteousness whose reign eh, brings the government of life. That is why even, not just in your life, even in the society, when there is no reign of righteousness, what you will see? You will see anarchy. You will see death. And people who used to say that this righteousness is imputed and you don't need to do anything. That is what I'm helping you in now. That even though a man can experience the judicial dimension of this, he can continue to suffer. Eh? Because he just experienced one dimension of the truth. So there are three things that are linked in this place. And there are three that are linked in this place. The first one is the law, sin, and death. What did I say? Law, sin, and death. So this one, grace, righteousness, and what? Life. Grace, Righteousness and what? Life. So it's simple. It's simple graph. Are you with me? So my target, my target, I'm going to life actually. But I want to show you the link between grace and life. The, the purpose of this my teaching is to teach you the organic dimension of Grace when grace begins to work out a kind of living in you how does this how does it look like are you now seeing it yeah i know that grace it is by grace that the judicial aspect was contracted let's see romans chapter 5. let's start let's start from verse 1. let's ask let's go down verse 1 by the time we get to verse 10 i will now use verse 10 and drive my point Okay, Therefore being justified by faith we have peace with God. This is peace with God not peace of God. It's not the same. Through our Lord Jesus Christ verse 2 By whom also we have access by faith into his grace wherein we what? Stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Verse 3. And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. Go down, go down, go down. Verse 5. Let's see 6. For we, we are yet without strength in due time. Christ died for the ungodly. 7. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die yet, peradventure for a good man. Next verse. But God commended his love towards us in that Next verse. Much more being. Are you with me? We want to strike something here. Verse 9 and 10. Kai, I, I feel an anointing, man. Jesus. There is something we got correct. Just touch. Let's see. My God. Kai. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from. Wrought through him. Now, this is not my, my target. Is being now justified by his blood. Now, 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 There are a few things that is happening here. Are you with me? Are you with me? Pay attention. Let's do a small, a small study on justification. Because by the time you get to verse ten this text shifted from justification to the experience it is the same matter that is at work but in this context he said that you are justified by his blood and you need to know that who is a lawyer here what are you studying who is a lawyer now this is a legal register the word justification is used in court. Huh? Is it not true? That means somebody did something. And then, or we think that somebody did something, or you accuse somebody of doing something. Then he came to the court, and after the court has passed through all their processes and all those things, they now said that this man is justified. Let me explain this matter for you. That means that the context and working. Of this grace now the is a progression. Oh, help me, Jesus. Now, if you will understand this grace matter, eh, then you will have to understand a little more on the concept of salvation. And if you will understand the concept of salvation, you will understand, need to understand more the concept of atonement. Huh? Eh? Are you sure you are with me? I need to go and get this thing and listen to it. That is the truth. I, let me say it again. If you will understand this concept of grace well, you will have to understand salvation. And if you will understand salvation, you will understand what? Atonement. Now, something is happening here. There is a court session has been set up so that a matter will be adjudicated upon. Remember I told you, that what gets a man to become a new creature, the processes that is involved, all the surrounding elements and experiences and activities, is summarized in the word that is captured in the scripture. The word is called regeneration. Meanwhile, I told you people, that regeneration that it's, um, includes three specific activities. The number one is what? No. Number one is remission. Number two is justification. Number three is being made alive. Are you with me? So, um, somebody is being justified. Are you with me? Are you with, stay with me. Somebody is being justified. Meanwhile, you are owing. You're getting the point. The scripture said in the book of you know, the same Romans chapter 3 verse 23. Am I right? For all have what? And come short of the glory of God. That means every man upon the face of the earth. Even if you have not lied since you were born. You are still. The Bible said in the book of Galatians know, chapter 3 chapter 2 14 or 3, 14. It said that God has concluded all oh men so that um, um, salvation can be extended to every man by faith. So, there is something going on here. A court session was set up. But before the court session was set up, and many men that are lawyers came to that meeting, inclusive of Satan, that used to come and accuse you of your incapacity, that used to come and accuse you of your Feelings, Huh? Satan came to that court. But something came. Huh? Go back, go back to my scripture. Something came. There is something that came to that court on that day. That thing that came to that court has never appeared in that court for any time or any season. That was why the scripture said that Jesus came show me my scripture in Romans that Jesus came in the time, the dispensation of the end of time he spoke in the book of Hebrews to put away sin forever by his blood so there, there is a commodity that never attended any concession when the case of your sin was deliberated put in the curse of heaven, that commodity was the blood Blood has been attending the meeting, but it was the blood of bulls and goats. And it was not able to satiate the anger of God and the matters that were deliberated upon. And, and the one that you are owing somebody, and the one that you are owing is saying, You are still owing. So, for all the while that men brought the, the blood of bulls and goats, all they were doing is to service debt. The debt was never taken away. All the time that they offered, in the time they were just doing debt servicing but the debt is still there we owe and it was such a debt that even if we want to pay we can't pay until a man appeared at the dispensation of the end of times and the scripture said by his blood put away sin so it was a judicial context a concession was set up to deliberate on your matter but when they appeared in that place something was happening this, this is what happened
1: when you gave your life to christ they didn't explain to you you just came and said jesus come into my life come into my life I'm a, whoa, whoa whoa whoa
2: i'm explaining to you an elaborate process just because you are a victim of time you don't understand that this is what took place i don't care whether it took two minutes for you to be born again In between that two minutes, eternity was etched inside. And the content of that eternity is what I'm teaching you now. That three specific activities took place. And when it came to justification, the blood had to appear. Because before a man will be justified, he has to pay what is owing. Are you with me? And the only payment that is sufficient is the blood. So, when we come to the Junction that is called justification we will not be taken back we have to revisit first chapter and the first chapter is remission because a man that his sins have not been remitted is not qualified to be um, discharged and acquitted at the point of justification the testimony you are playing two keys at the same time the, the, the the testimony, the verdict eh, at that court for the fact that you brought the blood eh, is distracted and what? and wicked reduce a little you are not, there was something you are playing you now increase the volume and he went off now, the, this is what I am trying to say now remission are you with me? Remission is not the same thing as forgiveness. Have I taught it yet? <laughs> let me do a small lecture for you now.
1: Hmm? What time do I have? Okay, let me do
2: 20 minutes. So, for you to understand remission, let's we need to do a small let small teaching on atonement. Huh? Have you heard the word propitiation for sin? What does it mean? Huh? He said payment. What does it mean? First of all, remission means that. We are checking account. Hmm? The word remission is, Chuka, I'm correct now, nah. is an accounting language, right? Mm-hmm. Remission is an accounting language. That means we saw the name EH in the spirit, and then we are checking your account, and then you are owing. You owe the debt you could not pay. You owe the debt you could not pay. That we are, his account it's not as if, it's not as if we are, we are specially interested in you. It's just that portally we take stock. We take what? Account. So we took account and found out you were owing. But when we found out you were owing, eh, a man appeared with his blood and said, whatever this man is owing, eh, we are paying it. So you now understand that what brought us to salvation is a judicial setting. God cannot just wake up and say, I have forgiven you, you are now born again, everything, everything. No. Somebody have to pay for that error. Somebody have to pay for that abomination, that violation of His law. The laws of God are holy. If you break it, there is consequence. Yeah. As a matter of fact, as I will get to teach you, the reason why grace came is so that you will stop breaking his law. You don't know. <laughs> the reason why grace came is so you stop breaking it. The scripture said that the law is holy. As a matter of fact, it revealed the standard of God. Just that the problem with the law is that the law will show you what to do, but it won't help you to do it. Is it not frustration? Why are you telling me what to do when you can't help me? Are you telling me to shame me or to show me? That's what the Lord does. He will just be disgracing you up and down. Disgracing you up and down. He can't help you. Stop telling me if you can't help me. If you can't help me, stop! But this is what grace does. Grace will not even, sometimes it will not even tell you of your weakness. It will just supply what you need to overcome it. So grace does, is not interested in unveiling your weakness. It is interested in answering it. Are you now seeing the difference? Meanwhile, the reason why he came is, the Bible says that the law was disbanded because it was ineffective. The word there is what? Ineffective. In achieving God's agenda. That means what God wanted to do is to drag you from your level, your realm, and bring you up to his realm, his stature, his oppression his capacity to keep his words and stay righteous. The scripture says, in two things upon which God can never lie, immutable things. That's where God wants to bring you to. You know some people say, we are God, we are God, we are God. They live like devils. You don't know God. You don't know God. When you know God, the proof is not in the talk. The proof is in the life. When you see God, you so will know. They don't introduce, they don't say it their life show it it's a governmental realm Hmm? their life is governmental in scope gods they govern with their life when when you see gods operating when they stay around you you'll be influenced by their lifestyle because they are gods and they should rule what they carry is a spiritual influence on them before you know it you begin to pattern your life according to what they are living because they are gods and their, their rulership and government the authority of their scepter is not because they were saying I'm God I'm the Son of... it's the life they have lived in the Spirit and they have modeled the path and witness comes from the realm of the Spirit to authenticate what they are doing in the natural. So even though they say it or they didn't say it, the power of their living is evident by the day. So even if I come and tell you if you like don't pray you will now start crying and praying. What is wrong? What is that? What I told you is, if you like, don't what? Pray. If you like, don't fast. Meanwhile, you are fasting. That means there is a lifestyle that I have lived in the Spirit that gave me authority for government. We have seen pastors, let me use this example, that we come and tell their member, you are not giving, you can't give, and all those, but Me, I have rejected more money than In fact, I will come and tell you If you don't want to give, we don't have time Please, if you want to give The people that come out fast I don't have And then people will rush out Try it (laughs) Try it That's when you will realize That it's not the words that I'm speaking That is making people to come out What is making them to come out Is something superior Is a God life brings a government. Brings a government to the man that carries it, that has engaged it on his soul, deep enough. And then the influence will begin to dissipate in the territory. Eh? The influence will be so strong that the man that sleeps with you in the room will feel the impact. Oh, Jesus, help me. How strong is the government of life in you? Uh, We will get to that place. Then you will see why we call it the cry of grace. It is the cry of grace because we have found out that the quota of government that the life of God that is at work in us is expecting from us, we have not measured up. That is why we cry for grace because there is a support cast behind to sponsor that kind of engagement. And we traced the living and government of life and we saw that it is grace that governs that kind of life. Are you seeing it? That's why we are now. the grace of revelation is now on me so let's let's dig dig. it's much more than being justified by his blood so something is happening here meanwhile before the justification reduce a little before the justification there is a remission and um, that remission is not possible until you pay what you are owing are you with me it is when you now pay what you are owing That you are now set free Now I am trying to show you That there are two dimensions Of the operation of grace And actually the second dimension That is organic will not start working Until the first one That is legal Would will, will have finished its water huh? This is what is happening So let's see the book of Deuteronomy No Leviticus Leviticus chapter 16 Leviticus chapter 16 So I use the word Propitiation and I ask us What does it mean It is the summary of what happens When a man's sin Has been remitted eh? When everything Concerning sin has been dealt with In your life huh? Eh? In this case, in the judicial context What it is called is what? Correct So let's see the book of We will read a few verses Verse 1 And the Lord spake unto Moses Meanwhile By the time I read this scripture You will find out That um, propitiation has two dimensions Are you with me? So let's continue reading. And the Lord spake unto Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron when they offered before the Lord and died. Verse 2, be fast. And the Lord said unto Moses, Speak unto Aaron thy brother that he come not at all all times into the holy place within the veil before the mercy seat, which is upon the ark, that he die not, for I will appear in the cloud upon the mercy seat. Thus shall Aaron come into the holy place with a young what? Follow this thing we are reading. Are you for, are you with me? Pay attention. All the sacrifices and what is offered, huh? Because when we get down, you will see that people offer goats, but the high priest offers a bullock. That is to show you that the higher you climb in priesthood. Eh? the more demand that is placed on your life. Thus shall Aaron commit with a young bull for a sin offering and a ram for a bond offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat and he shall have the linen breeches upon his flesh and shall be girded with a linen girdle, and with the linen mitre shall he be attired. These are what holy garments. Therefore shall he wash his flesh in water and so put them on. And he shall take off the, take off the congregation of the children of Israel. What? But it is not even matured good. Two kids of goat for a sin offering and one ram for a bond offering. Uh-huh. Are you with me? Our target is sin offering, not bond. What do you need as an average Israelite for a sin offering? Correct. So pay attention. So he said, And Aaron shall offer his bullock of sin offering, which is for himself, and make an atonement for himself and for his house. Huh? And he shall take the two goats and present them before the Lord at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And Aaron shall cast lots upon the two goats. Huh? One lot for the Lord and the other Lord for the what? what is the scapegoat
1: when you say somebody is a scapegoat what does it mean you are answering the way you are
2: answering in primary school everybody is talking nobody is talking if I point you now should I point you the person I want to point actually said no sir and Aaron cast the lots upon the goats, one lot for the Lord, and one o- the other lot for the scapegoat. Next verse. But the goat on which the Lord fell to be the scapegoat shall be presented alive before the Lord to make an atonement with him and to let him go for a scapegoat into the wilderness. Verse 11. And Aaron shall bring the bullock of the sin offering which is for himself and shall make an atonement for himself and for his house and shall kill the bullock of the sin offering, which is for himself verse 12 and shall make no let's stop in verse 11 this is what is happening huh? this is a miniature of atonement for sin this is actually what happened when Jesus brought his blood let me tell you in simple terms what is working it is blood that is working so They are trying to tell us that one of the goats is for the Lord. One is a scapegoat. What does it mean? That means the oppression of the blood in the day of atonement when sin has become the context. Eh? The blood works two ways. The blood works on God and works on you. So when the blood has fully worked on God and works on you, the name of that whole experience, this whole thing that Aaron did, the whole priesthood service that he offered, the whole name is called propitiation. Meanwhile, when the blood works on God and works fully, the target of that blood working on God is to... Appease his anger towards you. Are you getting the point now? And the name of that experience in atonement is what we call satiation. So after me, satiation. Remember, I told you that propitiation is in two dimensions. The one that walks towards God is satiation. His anger is satiated. His he is now satisfied now if you ask an average grace teacher this is the only thing he will teach you that god is already satisfied with you and he will stop there but that is not are you seeing where i'm teaching you that is not the experience correct full experience yeah it is the image is is a, a full part of the experience but that is where they measure that is not where it stops So they they tell you that God is satisfied now. And it is true. That God is sated, it is true. His anger is taken away, it is true. But guess what? There is another way the blood now works on you. When it works on you, it is called expiation. Say so after me, expiation. E X P I A T I O N. write it. Expiation. So that you go and do further study. Where is your jota? You are a magician no And you are sitting in my front. So that, what? I so you have something to study. Does it doesn't end here. Does it end here? Find out whether what I'm telling you is true. So when he walks on you, it is called expiation. And what is expiation? Expiation is when something is taken away from you. So, the impact of expiation is to take from you, away from you, the sin nature. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? So, when the blood works on you on atonement, eh, it takes away the sin nature. So, when you just say that atonement is just to take away sin nature, it's not fully correct. When you just say it's just to satisfy God, it's not fully It's two ways. So that part that is expiation is what is captured in the scapegoat. So you can use the scapegoat to fully understand what is happening there. What happened is that everybody will come and lay their hand on the scapegoat and release all the sins on them and then send the goat away. From the time that the goat left, he left with your sin. Are you with me? So just because God's anger has been settled about a sin... And then the, capa- the sin is still with you. That means we have not done anything. But when it is fully working, satiation towards God and is satisfied. Then expiation, because the sin nature is what? Taken away. And when you combine these two things together, it is called propitiation. When the experience of propitiation is complete in your life, then you step into a place in the court session. And the court will check your portfolio. Are you with me? Check you, check you, check you. And what is the verdict that they will give if this thing is fully done? What is the verdict that they will give? Huh? What what is the verdict they will give? Huh? Discharged and acquitted. That is the verdict that they will give. Meanwhile, all these things I just spoke now is what? The judicial dimension. It is on the platform of this judicial dimension that God will now begin to walk the experiential dimension. The life dimension. Do you know why? After the children of Israel were able to accomplish these things, the Bible said in the book of Hebrews, that every year they offer the same sacrifice. Every year. Every year. That means that there is no experience in their heart. Are you with me? I have a burden. I have a burden. The burden is that... We, we talk about grace and speak a lot about it, but it is not evident in our life. Because the evident of, evidence of grace is in the living, the organic. In fact, I should tell you that we can't know how powerful grace is until we see it at work in your life all these things I'm saying now, you are not even aware of it. If it was not for teaching, eh? for you, how long did you take you to say the sinner's prayer? Is it up to one minute? Are you getting the point? For you, all these things I just explained happened in less than one minute for you. Meanwhile, the experiential dimension, just for God to teach you how grace powers prayer, you have not been able to learn it for three years now. Prayer. I will show you, because when the scripture is speaking to us in the book of the same Zachariah, I think chapter two or one, he said, "I will pour upon the house of Israel." What? The spirit of grace, supplication. That is to show you that when a man is given to prayer, that there is a spirit of grace that is at work, powering that agenda and the day your eye is off the goal the day your eye leaves that spirit empowerment you will become normal like any other man you will now find out that the day you prayed for 10 hours it was grace that powered you it is not grace in experience and I told you that grace in experience is what what builds you grace in experience is what saves a man when grace begins to work in your life a time will come you can't lie will look for lie you can't see it because grace is now working it will work in your life so much so that somebody like me that used to be an introvert a timid young man came to a point that i I was looking for it i can't see it
1: now people say i'm a lion you
2: don't know me i'm a proof of the transformational power of grace if you don't know that grace can transform men look at me, I'm an embodiment of that reality and the reason why I have authority to teach you this, is not because I read too much scripture, and I'm turning people's head, we're reading this verse and, no, experience of grace worked so much in my life and the season came God gave us a chance to teach men and bring them into the economy of the same grace, are you with me? my grace is not just a teaching the target is not just to teach you The target is to bring you into an experience. There are kinds of teaching. Prophetic teachings lead you to experience. By the time you are living, you will see God at work in your life. An experience of grace in dimensions of your life you never knew are possible. As as a matter of fact, grace works the most where there is the most weakness. So identify those aspects of your life that you are struggling the most will cry for grace. Let's trust the master. If God can take away sin, why won't he take away laziness? Why won't he take away lie? Why won't he take away despondency? Come and say, I can't pray, I can't fast, I can't give, I can't, I try to do this, I can't, I can't do this assignment, I can't. Do you know the price of taking away sin? It costs God the life, his life. Talk more of your common prayerlessness. Huh? What you need is a fresh revelation of grace in the dimension that powers that particular engagement. Are you getting the point now? That is why our teaching is organic in scope. We will bring down this thing that is um, um, judicial in context. We will bring it down to the full measure and you now see how you can apply it. Apply it to your life. So anytime you come to a place and then you are struggling you will notice that there is a dimension of grace you have not encountered. For every struggle in your life is a proof that there is a grace you have not what encountered, because that is what God has made available to run your life. So when the man Zerubbabel saw that there is an assignment that was given to him, all he was looking at is the assignment. What he didn't know is that there is a deliberate setup in the spirit to power his engagement. I said before you started, grace is already there. For every request from heaven, do this for me. There is already grace behind all you need is to tap in into that grace. You cry every day. I know there is grace for this. I know. I know there is grace. Men can say I'm weak and feeble. Nobody has done this before. Yes, that's what they told me. Give me, give me volume. That's what they told me when I appeared in this town. They told me that men that were directions of the pain that they
1: failed in this city. Who told me I will survive in this city? Yeah. Directions of L. They said, Who are you? Oh, young man.
2: Don't make noise. Because you will fail like others. What they didn't know is that grace is powering me. Anytime I leave, I will say, Leave others, don't leave me, oh God. There must be a grace to power this. You don't know why I pray. I pray because I need fresh grace. So that I will be able to deliver on the agenda. If great men fail, who am I not to fail? But when grace speaks, the utterance that came from heaven is that there is the only great mountain before Zerubbabel. Thou shalt be made a plain." And the cry that he shall bring is that he will bring the headstone thereof. off. We cry. Grace, grace.
1: In your person with men will be made strong because of grace we will be made wise because of grace oh
2: I'll be
1: Spirit, take over. I cannot do it on my own. Unless you take over, I cannot run it on my own. Unless you take over, I cannot do it on my own. No. Jesus, take over. I cannot do it by myself. Unless you take over, I cannot run it by myself. Except you take over, I cannot do it on my own. Jesus, take over.